Hello. Let's talk about intermittent fasting once again. This is part two in a three-part series. If you didn't catch episode one, that is the podcast before this one on vigortrending.substack.com. And in that one, we talked about the untenable version of intermittent fasting, at least the unrealistic one, at least not the place to start and probably not the thing to ever do. And that is the four days without eating version of intermittent fasting that you do every couple, three months or so, or don't do ever, which is a better idea. At the conclusion of part three in this series, I'm going to tell you what the mistake is. It is often even recommended in guidance as okay to do, and it actually kind of blows up your results altogether. That in the next episode. Today, we'll be talking about 5-2 or alternate day fasting. 5-2 is one way to do that. Let me explain. Alternate day fasting means restricting your calorie intake one day, not the next. Alternate days. Sometimes people will do that every other day consecutively for a while for weight loss considerations, for example. Even the 5-2 version, which is five days eating normally per week, two days eating with a calorie cap, that's definitely effective for weight loss and not as extreme as every other. So on that fasting day or pseudo fasting day, you restrict yourself to 500 calories for females, 600 calories for males. And then back to normal the next day. Studies have shown that you only go about 25% over your normal caloric intake on your, so to speak, recovery day, on your gluttony day. And There's nothing wrong with 6-1 either, just reserving one day a week. Maybe there's a day that you normally eat too much, Friday nights or something. Saturdays would be a good day to restrict down to five or 600 calories. And another thing to do with that light day is try to restrict the hours that you'll eat. Try to push that into like a late breakfast and a very early dinner slash late lunch and be done for the day. That coordinates and kind of trains you for the next version we'll talk about in, in episode three. Why do any of this? Let's review that again. Biomarkers get way, way better when you do any of the versions of intermittent fasting. Meaning, in addition to the things we normally have measured at the doctor's office, like blood pressure, like cholesterol, lipid profile, triglycerides and whatnot, blood sugar, those things all get way better and put you in a category where it's basically like a lightning strike that would take to knock you down, as opposed to your next cheeseburger. The reason for that is the resource that the body has inside of it can go do work throughout the body. Let me explain. The filtering organs, kidneys and the liver, can use as much as 49% of your available blood volume when they're digesting your latest pizza indulgence as you start nodding off on the couch into the evening. On the other side of the spectrum, depending on what your body's doing, like vigorous exercise, for example, those organs can be using as little as 3% of your blood volume. Now, it doesn't mean you have to exercise vigorously all the time that you're not eating for intermittent fasting to work at all. It's just a matter of cutting down how much of your blood the filtering organs need because they're going about the process of metabolism practically all the time. Now, why is this a benefit? to give those organs a break, to get the blood elsewhere. Well, when the blood goes elsewhere, it's nourishing those other tissues, all the other tissues of the body, and there's a lot. But also, it's delivering cofactors to one another. Chemicals that you've eaten 
earlier are finding one another and becoming the things that your body needs, the things that only your body can create, like the master antioxidant glutathione, which is well more potent as an antioxidant than anything you can get exogenously. Anything from the external environment that you can get into your internal environment through your mouth much more potent than the best blueberries, than the best amla powder. And your body makes this from phytochemicals, mostly from vegetables, actually. And you're giving your body more of an opportunity to make the chemicals that make you thrive if you give your body a break from putting more stuff into the stomach. Everything gets better. Okay. In the next one, we're going to talk about probably the most practical one, intraday fasting. That was a little overview of alternate day fasting and the 5-2 modality that is often deployed. It's popularized. I like 6-1. That's enough for weight loss. I've used that successfully several times when wanting to chisel a few pounds down, particularly on or after the holidays, for example. But in the next episode, we're going to hit the intraday intermittent fasting and also the big reveal of that mistake that is so widespread amongst practitioners of intermittent fasting. That's next on Figure Trending. I'm going to have to have another beer to understand that one.